All right, time again for another edition of Morgan on the Move. Starring Mike Morgan here on Sports Talk and is brought to you by Played Against Sports in Columbia. Chris Mosley and the gang over there, they have you covered for all your sporting goods needs. They buy and sell quality used in new sports and fitness gear all day, every day. So check them out. Harbison location, 1270 Bauer Parkway. All right, Mike, you were in Columbia last night. You saw the Gamecocks take on Western Kentucky. USC overcame a very slow start. They had a very nice finish. That's a good win for this team coming off two straight losses. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I, I think that and the Clemson win are, are going to be the two that stand out out of conference for sure. And then, you know, we'll see what they do in conference. But it was my first chance to see the team in person, to chat with Coach Paris, to chat with Gigi Jackson, and to kind of see, you know, what what's – really going on there in, in year one of what obviously is a rebuild, uh, which is what a number of teams in the SEC are going through, particularly the first-year coaching scenarios. There's very few first-year coaches in the SEC that have a great roster and are going to have a postseason. So uh, that's one thing I would tell Gamecock fans that are getting a little restless. I think some of that stems with going to like one NCAA tournament in a 15-year span is that you're not alone. There are a number of programs that uh, are going to struggle this year in a league that, I keep telling you this, I think is really top-heavy. And the top is really, really good, as in three top-10 teams, as in a half a dozen top-25 teams. But once you get past that, there's a lot of teams that are finding their way, and Carolina is one of them. And that was the thing that you know, Coach, Fer- uh, Coach Paris expressed with me, is that you know, we got a bunch of guys that are have never played – a big this big a role before you know your top player is a true freshman who just turned 18 michi johnson who was terrific last night i mean he was he was basically a bench player and kind of a disappointment at ohio state you got a bunch of frank martin leftovers that didn't play very well or very uh meaningful minutes on a team that didn't accomplish a whole lot so when you add all that up uh, he knows what's in store they're going to have to invade the portal and they're going to have to really bolster the roster. But for last night, what you saw was the best-case scenario what they're going to have to have, which is it can't all be Gigi. Michi Johnson is going to have to be a major force for this team, particularly on the offensive end. And then you're just going to have to have other guys chip in here and there. But, but those two need to be a dynamic duo for the Gamecocks this year. And that's what they were last night. A lot of NBA scouts on hand, I guess primarily to check out Jamarian Sharp, 7-5 center forward, I guess you would say, for Western Kentucky. He had a night of 10 points and five rebounds, kind of underwhelming. Now, Jackson, he had 12 points and 16 rebounds, and I got to believe the scouts like what they saw in him. It's still early in the season. They'll see him a lot more, but did he show you the signs of a guy that could make that next step after this season? Yeah, uh, no doubt. And let me tell you, the scouts were there to see more Gigi than they were the seven foot five Jamarian Sharp. Jamarian Sharp is a guy like Taco Fall, because of his insane height and length, he's impossible to ignore as a pro prospect. But he is not; uh, he's just not a great player. I mean, I don't know how to say that anymore. Uh, that's coming from their own coach. Um, doesn't mean he can't get a you know a shot at the next level. But most of those scouts were taking a, a glance at him, and they were glaring at G.G. Jackson. And, you know, I came in with a little bit of skepticism because I've seen some pretty good freshmen already this year, including one in Tuscaloosa uh, and the Miller kid who is 
good of players I've seen in all college basketball this season. And it's funny because he's built a lot like Gigi. He's got a better shot than Gigi, but I actually think Gigi might be a little more naturally athletic and definitely a better rebounder. Um, there's a lot to like there. I mean, and now what the NBA does so often is draft on upside and Gigi's got some major, major upside in his game. So is he a, is he a flawed player like every other freshman? Of course he is. But what he has, you can't coach or teach. It's 6'9", it's quick twitch, it's incredibly coordinated, great handle. Uh, I'd like to see the shot get better outside, but more importantly, I'd like to see him be more aggressive inside. I'd like to see him attack the rim more, and I know that's what the coaching staff wants as well. Uh, but make no mistake about it, you're, you're looking at a first-rounder, and not a whole lot of those uh, played for the Gamecocks in the last, I don't know, half century. Hmm. This is true. Mike Morgan, Morgan on the move. So you talked about the SEC. You talked about it being top-heavy. Mississippi State, LSU, Missouri, Arkansas, Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee. Well, there's Kentucky, too. Their record's a little bit below those other ones, but you know Kentucky's going to be there. I guess Texas A&M and Vanderbilt, considering what they've done to this point and considering what was thought of them going into the season, they've had to be considered disappointment so far. Vanderbilt. Jerry Stackhouse got a new contract going into this season because of the expectations. But I got to believe, like you, that this is about as deep and talented an SEC basketball slate that we've seen in one season in a long, long time. Well, like I said, I, I think one through six is really, really good. And, and that might be uh, the best that I've seen it in a long time. Now, I've seen you. It's all, it, all, it all depends how you define depth, right? Because you could you could have you could say, "Wow, there's nine teams that have a chance to make the NCAA tournament," and then you wind up with six or seven, and most of those don't get past the first weekend. This year, I don't think the SEC is going to get the eight teams or even seven teams they've had in the past, but the one through five or six all could go deep and that's something that uh that has not always been the case so if you're asking me is it the deepest it all depends on how you define deep i know one thing it's really good one through six and then we'll figure out seven eight nine and then i think like every other conference you know the bottom third is going to take their lumps they, they, just, they just are it's because you look at their rosters and you look at what they're going to go up against in an 18 game conference grind and they, they just don't have the horses. Which one's been the biggest surprise for you so far when you look at the non-conference records? I mean, you see a Georgia oh, yeah. sitting there at 8-3. Yeah. and three. Uh, Is that going to is that gonna stick for Georgia, or is this just a kind of a, uh, a teaser here in the non-conference slate? Mm, you know, I like Mike White. Um, and, of course, the fans wanted him out of Gainesville, and uh, he kind of – he kind of beat him to it and said, okay, fine. I'll just leave for another conference school and went to Georgia. I don't know if Georgia's really built for the long haul. I'll tell you the biggest surprise. And I've had them once in person. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure I'll have them again is Missouri. And what they did to Illinois last night on a neutral floor, coach Gates has done an outstanding job. And again, he's, he did it all through the portal. They have one returning kid who's, who's good. And that's Kobe Brown. I mean, he's an all conference player. He's been in the league forever. The rest of it is a bunch of mid-major portal guys. But if you if you dig a little deeper, all of their portal guys were proven scorers at other at other places. So they might have done it at a mid-major level, 
But sometimes, you know what? If you can shoot and you're wired to score, that translates at bigger levels, bigger schools, as opposed to just getting a kid that was ticked off at his head coach about playing time and it was an underachiever at a power five school and you scoop them up and you say look at us we got so-and-so from north carolina we got so-and-so from illinois yeah but they couldn't play a lick there what makes you think they're going to play a lick for you so i i could see both both sides of the coin but that's what coach gates did right off the bat he he just went for a bunch of kids that quite honestly weren't the highest profile guys in the portal but they've played very well have you had a chance with all your travels and now you're focused on basketball, but have you had a chance to take a look ahead to the college football playoffs and what you think is oh, yeah. going to come out of yeah. the two semifinal games? Yeah. I mean, as you know, I just had the Myrtle, Myrtle Beach Bowl a few days ago, so I'm still in football mode. I'm heading to Kansas City as we speak through all this uh, weather to do Chiefs, uh, Seahawks on uh, on Saturday, Christmas Eve. But, yeah, I'm always dialed into the uh, – college football postseason, watching bowl games when I can. And uh, I really am excited not to take away anything from the 2-3 matchup, but I, I can't wait to see Georgia-Ohio State. I think that's one of the few 1-4 games that could actually be really competitive and, and something to look forward to. So, yeah, I mean, from that standpoint, New Year's Eve, uh, if I'm not working, then I'll be watching for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll let you go. I know you're traveling out to cold Kansas City. We thank you for the minutes. Have a great holiday, a Merry Christmas, a great call tomorrow, and we'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everybody out there.